Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode three of Bitch, Please. So happy you're tuning in. Hope you're having an okay week. And we have a lot planned for you today. We have a few topics we're going to roll through. And we have our first ever guest. Her name is Emily. And she is a former sugar baby. More on that later. Yes, um, we'll be okay. interviewing her in a bit. But uh, if you don't know what a sugar baby is, it's a high-end prostitute. Something to look forward to if you don't know much about high-end prostitution. Yeah, and I mean, we'll talk to Emily about whether or not prostitute is the right word or if it's like more of like yeah, an maybe. escort or what the specific wording is. But I know whenever I my bank account's getting really low, I definitely have considered it. So I'm personally excited to speak to her. We're going to kick things off with the idea of basically, should a guy pay for the first date? And it's a very contested thing nowadays because women are supposed to be the sort of strong female archetype where they don't need a guy's money. But I personally still fall into the camp of I want to be courted, especially on the first date. And I think it's a respectful thing to do. And I also think it shows confidence as a woman that, you know, you're worth being taken out for the night. Right. But like I always offer, I always used to have the very feminist point of view where I always would offer. But now I'm kind of like, I'm just too poor to be a feminist. And also like I now think there's a big difference between feminism and romance. And I think they're almost opposites, but there's a place for both of them. I think a guy should pay on the date. But Jillian has a really funny story. So one of the recent douchebags I went out with, um, we... uh, (laughs) We went for this like to this cute place in the West Village, had drinks, a drink of wine, let's say, and then he I was like I'm hungry, and I kind of used that as a way for an out because I wasn't necessarily feeling it. It wasn't a terrible date, but it was time to go. He's like, "No, stay. We'll get food." So I'm like, "Okay, I'll get a free dinner." Like as Hannah was saying, my bank account is also low. And we order octopus, I order another glass of wine, we get a hummus plate, still talking the entire time, not many weird silences. The check comes, he looks at it, lingers, and just stares at it. So I was like, all right, so I put my card out, he took it, and then he says, oh, but I'll pay the chip because I got an extra drink. I cannot believe he was trying to divvy up the check. Like, what kind of man? It's like, so I, unattractive. It's so unattractive. And I understand, like, it's the first date. Like, after that, like, okay, like, split the check. But I just think it sets a weird, weird precedent if you... That was The whole thing was, like, awful. And I left it. I was like, I could have literally had an English muffin at my house and melted cheese for, like, a dollar. <laughs> I don't need to like, have this whole dinner with this asshole. Well, to me, it's like, if you're going to pay, pay. If you're going to split then split and that's like a whole other issue or topic but don't like divvy up the check don't be like okay well i had two dollars of this and then the ten dollar this like that is <laughs> oh just God. absolutely absurd it was like the that girl at the birthday dinner who's like well i only had one drink right. so <laughs> i here's cannot a 20. believe that he went to divvy up the check i went on a date i want to say recently but it wasn't it was months ago i have not dated it a lot lately and we met at this place and he chose the place and the place was like kind of nice like it wasn't fancy but it wasn't cheap it wasn't very casual and it was fine we had drinks I think we ordered a couple appetizers we didn't have like full dinner and we were talking about how he recently bought a house and he's starting a company and he's clearly doing well well off and the check comes and I always offer like I said I don't really feel comfortable just assuming they're gonna pay for me even though that's what I think they should do 
it's just I just I can't assume someone's gonna pay for me unless it's my parents and (laughs) he took my card and we split it and it was pretty expensive and to me that's really annoying because if you're gonna try to split the check then go somewhere that you know I can afford. Don't choose a fancy place and then accept my card. To me, that's rude. And honestly, I probably would have gone home with him after, but I didn't because he let me slip the check, so. So unattractive. Jokes but... on him. I'm, okay, how about this? I'm curious about your point of view. I'm less likely to go home with a guy if we go to dinner first. Like, to me, if there's a possibility of it being something, I'm less oh, yeah. likely to go home with you. And I'm also full, so my stomach's <laughs> popping out, and I'm just not necessarily... <laughs> in the mood to have sex but right right also I get tired but whereas like if it's like a casual thing or if it's like just a physical relationship where there's no like actual dates involved I'm much more likely to go with you or I totally agree with you I actually really hate inviting them over though because then I have to like change my sheets after and I get all I feel all germophobic the other night I went on a date with this guy who is like 40 and but I only went out because I thought maybe I just felt like having sex and then we went out and I was like, I'm really not into this. But before that, I changed the garbage. I was like, right. preparing like my prepared. apartment. <laughs> and, then I was like, and then I got there and I was like, you know, like, I'm not in the mood anymore. This is, isn't happening. Um, but yeah, the whole like cleaning of the apartment, even though I don't even know this person, but I still so, don't want them to fight. <laughs> I'm messy. Something else Jillian and I were talking about was the idea of making love versus having sex because I was saying I don't think I've ever made love ever I've ne- I've never had anything that I would clarify as making love I've had some things where I think maybe that's what they were trying to go for and it right was not on my end and it was just ended up being weird slow creepy sex but yeah I'm definitely I- looking forward to being so in love that you can make love and have that actually be enjoyable yeah that would be great versus having like slow weird divorce I don't like sex. saying what I did I don't like saying that word in that context but that I do a lot that I do not a lot lately I don't do it ever but I feel like people our age don't make make love no I think they definitely do you think so you think people are making they do but I don't think it's it happens often and I also feel like love to be making love I think so I feel like in like old Woody Allen movies he uses the term like making love a lot I think it's a term they used to use before like fucking was appropriate which I still feel weird saying but to me I think that just used to be the term having sex is the term to use but I do think that people make love but I don't know I've never heard anyone say that in my recent Right. In my life, really. Like we made love like, last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me roll the sheets down. We're going to make some love. I think you have to be in love to make love. I think you have to be I so overcome with emotion that you're just like, the love is coming out of your pores and you're just like so overwhelmed by the emotion. But do you say to the person like, let's make love? No, I don't think you say <laughs> let's make love. <laughs> That, though, I think I'd be so nauseous I would get out of like I would run yeah if that's not saying let's make love is the biggest turn off <laughs> but also saying like let's I guess you could say let's have sex that's a normal thing yeah yeah well yeah you don't have to ever say it but I'm wondering I'm sure someone I said think it's it. more like you get engaged and you have this incredible like night filled with all this emotion and then you end up making love but you don't say the word it's just kind of a way to describe the really emotional filled emotion filled sex bitch please looking toned is the new i'm starving look. that's right re- yeah the new i'm starving look 
which is referenced from when we grew up, um, basically when we hit, you know, puberty and a little bit afterwards when the Olsen twins were sort of of the times and that body was what we kind of looked to, um, you know, Lindsay Lohan, Nicole Richie, and we're no longer living in that sort of starving yourself looking pin thin culture, even though I'm sure people still do starve themselves and just don't talk about it. But it's now reimagined under the guise of being toned and fit and having like a tight little booty that pops out and is cute. And it's this and like eating clean. Oh my God. And it's like the same exact impossible beauty standards. And it's just fed and packaged to us in a different way. I don't know. And it really pisses me off. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, you see all these people on Instagram who are so toned and working out and eating clean. And it just makes me feel even worse about myself because I'm very much not doing that. And to me, it just seems harder to get to that place. I mean, it's definitely hard to work your triceps like two times a week (laughs) in order for it to look a certain way when you take a picture and you're wearing a tank top, you know, but not eating is really tough. Like I used to not eat in my life and I absolutely cannot do that anymore. So I am on the camp of like, work out and eat well but I just think the entire world how it's how it's pushed to us even though it's still just it's still just as hard it's just it's in a different it's in a different way I suppose 100% I didn't mean starving yourself is easy I just meant to me it's like an easier thing to wrap my head around even though days when I'm like okay I'm gonna not eat I end up not eating and then like binging pizza at 3 p.m so I never succeed no, last night, well, I was driving up state with my pa- my mom and we got day bars and there was rye bread in the car. And I was like, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I'm a classic Jew. But I was like, I want the rye bread. And but then today I worked out just now. I did arm exercises and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to have bread today. And that's just being a woman. And it's no. like, or at least being a woman who is sort of vain. I don't I like know. I like bread so much that oh, I tell so myself good. I can't have it. And then I end up having five times the normal amount which i think i ate an entire box of fruit loops yesterday for lunch because my goal was to not eat bread so it wasn't the whole box but yeah it was fruit loops was it like whole foods fruit loops or like fruit loops, fruit loops? no it was the pelican or whatever yeah it was bird. regular I, fruit loops i currently have fruit loops and cinnamon toast crunch i like them both a lot oh my god cinnamon toast crunch is i know so wow. i eat like a five-year-old that's yeah, why i'm actually okay. i'm really hard to date because i don't eat i eat if you're the kind of person who likes burgers and fries i'm great to date But if you're the kind of person who likes to eat like kale and stuff, I'm a little bit more challenging. I I hate guys who eat kale. I (laughs) rather them eat like I'm like whatever I think a man should eat like, which is his own thing. But like, yeah, I mean, I like people who want like are healthy and, you know, drink a green juice sometimes. But if you can't like chill and have a barbecue, then like goodbye. Right. I mean, I'm definitely in a bad place with my eating. I need to get to a more normal, healthy, regular state. I'm pretty good right now, but I hear you. Yeah. Okay, so lately, uh, so the other day, I, I've been getting these, like, creepy Instagram DMs from guys. And they're not, like, cute, like, oh, I think we met, or oh, we have a mutual friend, I think you're cute. Um, they've been, like, very vulgar, very aggressive, like, I want to take your clothes off and do this to you. And, okay, so the reason why I think I've been getting them is because I posted a, the other day I was, um wearing pants and I was walking around and then by the end of like midday I realized my pants were completely see-through and I didn't know were they like linen they were like linen and I didn't know they were see-through but they were completely see-through and I posted a photo of it on Instagram but I took like the pen tool and did a little scribble over the see-through part and a a guy friend messaged me making a joke so I guess there's some sort of webcam 
porn thing where girls will post photos of themselves and put a squiggle over the private part. private parts and it's like if you pay me x amount of money you'll you can see the photo without the squiggle oh my god so i didn't know that existed but because of that i think guys are seeing the photo and thinking i'm some sort of porn webcam model and so i've been getting followed by like disgusting guys who are like their bio is like looking for attractive girls like dm me use like names and then i've been getting really gross messages being like i want to do x y and z to you and it's really jarring i mean if you look at my instagram page there's nothing on it that would make you think i'm in porn and so <laughs> no it's, not it's really. really jarring to get these really sexualized Wait. aggressive messages from random older disgusting men i have a question how would they find you unless you put some specific hashtag or something you that would I put a hashtag? To that? I might have. Let me look. Maybe like because otherwise, like when I post something, like but like and I don't know, a bunch of strangers wouldn't find it unless you kind of use a crowdsourcing oh, you're tool. Right. I feel you're like. right. I'm looking because I definitely been trying to put hashtags on my stuff lately. Right, but usually write like I one of comedy, them, <laughs> like I don't know, you know why I put this hashtag, but one of them is sluts of Instagram. That's so why. Now we know why. Okay, so I deleted that. Ew, why did I even put it? I thought it was like funny. I thought it was like a joke. Um, no, ew, you're going to invite like me. Well, that's why I've been being... Anyway, the moral of this, not the moral, but my point in telling this is I think it's so interesting how men think that they can message girls all of these like really aggressive sexual things. I don't think there are any women out there who would see an attractive person on instagram of the male persuasion and dm them and being like i want to throw you down and and just say all these things without even knowing them i don't think it's in the female dna to think we can say this to people whereas like men just have this way of thinking that we are some sort of object for their personal pleasure it's really it's been really jarring to me i completely agree with you and but i think in this specific case like you wrote slots of Instagram and then some guy misinterpreted that because some other girl he DM'd might have written back okay. to what he said and might have been might have been a someone who wanted to sell their body. So okay, I think it's yes. tough in this scenario. So a friend of mine, she act she actually acted in my short film, but she's a model and she posts a lot of very like photos of herself in lingerie and just things that models do. And she, I messaged her about it, seeing if she gets similar things. And she said she gets it all the time. She said she almost acted as though, like, she's just so used to it by now. Whereas, like, I right. was really, really shaken by it. And I don't know. It's I mean, I guess it goes to that, like, that whole bigger issue of, like, just because I'm in a bathing suit in a photo on Instagram, does that why does that make you think you have the right to say all of this disgusting, inappropriate things to me? Like, if I saw a topless photo of a man on Instagram, I wouldn't think that he was some sort of object that I could just sexualize, at least to his face. <laughs> the other day, I was leaving yoga, and I was so hot, and I was wearing biker shorts and a sports bra, and I had the thought, like, should I put on a shirt before I go outside? And I was like, fuck it. Like, I see girls in, in, in walking around in sports bras all the time. So I start walking, and some guys start saying gross shit to me on the street, and then, like, one big black dude was like, I'm going to walk slower now just so Ew. I can walk by you. And I was like, wow. I was just hot and, like, it was 90 degrees in the city. And I was like, I sh why should I have to put a shirt on? Like, I'm not 100%. inappropriate looking. And I was just like – and then I did put the shirt on. It was it just really irritating, like, yeah. that I have to think about that because it's a real, it's a real thing. 100%. Yeah, sometimes if it's really hot, I'll go just sports bra or I'll go, like, biker shorts and – Guys will like whistle and honk and stop, and it's it's really just we jarring. Were hot. Like we were warm. A guy therefore. can walk around in t 
topless and it's not a thing. Whereas, so it's like interesting. Did you see that France passed a law outlawing catcalling women? I didn't. Oh, yeah. So, well, legal so in France that- for a man to catcall a woman. There's either a fine or they go to jail. And that's so interesting to me. Sounds like their lawmakers care about their citizens. Well, I think, this I'm pretty country. sure France also has the law about models have to be under a cer- over a certain yeah. weight. And, like, you can't Photoshop models. And I think those things are so important. I mean, they clearly care about women much more than our country does because to me seeing these really tiny models on billboards and in magazines really gets to me it really and I'm not a big person but still I start to feel bad about myself and start to think I should be a certain weight and I don't know I just think I can't even imagine a world where men are arrested for cat calling women to me that's just so ingrained in like how the world is which is really fucked up super fucked up but it's so I mean, it's embedded in American culture, and it's like, it's just something that is considered okay. Bitch, please. I love Mark Maron, and I listen to his interviews frequently, and there is this comedian, and her name is Eliza Schlesinger. I don't know, I have a lisp, I can't pronounce it, but her name is Eliza. Schlesinger. And um, she basically had this stock, this guy... Um, come to her comedy show in Las Vegas and he was saying really crude, crazy things. And so she had security send him out. Long story short, fast forward, like a few weeks later, he's knocking on her her front door, sending her her crazy Instagram DMs, but she still can't get a restraining order against him because he hasn't actually assaulted her or raped her or done anything. And, you know, he hasn't touched her. But the emotional strain and all of those crazy things, they're not taken into consideration, at least not in her specific case. And I don't know, I just feel like, not that we're sitting here like lobbying, but it's really crazy that these these people are allowed to exist and that a lot of women live in fear all the time and that's okay. And um, they just have to hire their own bodyguards and things. It's so messed up. It's really yeah. insane that she has to live in fear because this guy is insane. harassing and her. And it's also a mental health thing because he's schizophrenic. So there's that whole other issue of what do you do with crazy people when, or whatever, it's an un-PC thing to say, but he is. He probably should be in a mental institution, but for whatever reason, he's on the street. Yeah, but I also think it's not an excuse. Like, yes, he needs to be getting help and he needs to be somewhere that can help him. But regardless of what he's dealing with mentally, he's still stalking her. Uh, bitch, please. So we're really excited. We have our first guest on. Uh, her name's Emily. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having so me. Uh, yeah. So, we're, so Emily messaged us on Instagram. That's kind of how we found her. And we're going to talk about being a sugar baby. A former sugar baby. Former yeah. Sugar baby. Yeah. So okay. So you're a former sugar baby. So I suppose it's like. What made you think about doing it? Were you skeptical? Were you were just like, I need the money? Like, what happened? I'd love to just know a little bit about you before we dive right into it. Sure. Um, Like, where are you from? You said you're 23. I'm 23. Um, I was born in Massachusetts. Um, My, like, two-thirds of my family are still in New England. But uh, my mother remarried this man from Orange County when I was around seven years old and then we moved to the Riverside area when I was 10. After high school I moved to the Bay Area and went to school there and 
It's the most expensive place to live in the country right now. I mean, like New York ties a little bit, but I've read in a lot of places, a lot of like articles and shit that San Francisco surpassed it. And so it was just really hard. I don't come from that rich of a family, if like rich at all. Like we never went hungry, but we couldn't indulge in a lot of things. Um, So I... I just sort of thought about, I'm like, you know, older men, like, give me creepy looks all the time. Like, might as well, like, start to monetize off of it. And, like, and the tech industry there, um, it's, yeah, yeah, there's a shit ton of, like, socially awkward dudes who are horny, so rich. And so I was like, okay, well, and in the Bay, I didn't have sex with anyone, but in LA I did. But in the Bay, I would just go out for dinners with mostly like really older guys who had taste for fine dining and they're like i don't want to sit here alone yeah like i i enjoy eating food like this and looking at this view of the bay bridge and da 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 and i'd rather have a cute girl with me than be alone so that's the shoes i would fill but in la i got a little desperate for money and i met this um this HBO writer from Seeking Arrangement who hadn't had sex with his wife for like eight years and had a daughter older than me and like thought I was really like totally did the fucking manic pixie dream girl thing to me like oh my god you know how to write you know who Duchamp is wow it's like shut the fuck up (laughs) but um but he thought I was interesting and cute and so he like was and I saw his connection as a like a long-term career okay. step in a way because I mean the right. there is the whole me too thing but it's it's sort of like along those lines right. of like I don't know if you're not if you're not a blood relative of this man like he's not gonna help you unless you right. have sex with him right in San Francisco, the cost of living is a lot higher, so the prices for any kind of sugar duties uh. would be a lot higher than they are here. Like, when I started to get into... So, so um, in, like, the sugar baby online community, uh-huh. they call it the sugar bowl. So when I went back into the L.A. sugar bowl, I was like... So um, I was going into finding someone cool also the men available in la are a lot better looking than they are in san francisco but that's Uh, because they're in that more actor producer pool and not necessarily like i sit behind the computer kind of demographic yeah like i think in the industries in la they're a lot more reliant on how you look no matter what you do sometimes especially in the um, film entertainment industry but um, as I was sort of just like sifting through the options I noticed a lot of them were much better looking but they the prices were so low they're like, like I reached out to a handful of them they're like you're cute but like someone half as cute as you is going to do double of what you want for like a good 200 less than what you're so, asking for i did per date per date and so like what would you approximately what would you make for a date no sex just 
dinner in San Francisco? For just dinner, um, I would get around for- 200 to 500 bucks. So when you guys, so if dinner could be up to $500, then if sex was involved, is that like $1,000 for a night or? Maybe in San Francisco, but definitely not in LA. I asked for 800 For including sex? Mm-hmm. Okay, and they were like, good one? Yeah, basically. And um, the times I accepted uh, money for sex, it was $400. But I would, like, tell him, like, I told him while we were having sex, like, you weren't paying me enough, like, kind of just, like, (laughs) being honest. And because I was pissed, but I had to pay rent. So And and he knew that. So did you have certain guys like be very much in their feelings in a creepy way? Like where there were times when it didn't feel so transactional and it felt sort of borderline, like this guy needs a friend. Yes. Yeah. The $400 man. Absolutely. He would put so much just emotional baggage onto me about like what's going on with his family, like conversations he had with his wife who he hasn't touched in years. And how long did you see that guy for? Mm, three weeks. Okay, so it didn't become like a real relationship. It didn't become a real relationship. I or what was funny was the. So when I one of the questions I saw it was you asked like how did it further drive you insane? When I accepted money for sex, there was like a almost a bodily reaction that was like I need free age appropriate sex where I am not settling and then that following weekend I fucked like four people. And it that's very unlike me. I like that I don't do that ever. And so and then after the fourth person, it started to burn when I peed. So I was oh God. a little yeah. worried. And it was, I mean, it was drunken carelessness and like, like to like suppress it in a way. Do you tend to date and like be attracted to people your own age or, or mm-hmm. do you, go, you don't go for older guys? I don't typically go for older guys. The oldest guy I've dated, it's like six years older than me. Okay. So, and, and then one of those four guys that I fucked was like 21. So I don't stick to one age. Do you, did the, some of the guys you were dating know that you were being a sugar baby or did you kind of like, how did you, do you tell certain friends? Did you keep it on the low? Like how'd it go? All of my girlfriends knew, like my close girlfriends knew. I had never told a guy that I was currently seeing that I was doing that. Also, I don't sugar when I currently see people just because it gets way too messy, but um, I've told a couple guys after the fact, like, oh yeah, I've done this before, and one of them was kind of like, whoa, shocked, but he understood, and then the other one was completely unfazed, and he was like, yeah, I had friends who did that a lot in New York, I get it. He was, he came from a family of, like, a lot of money, but he knew what it was like to, like, go hungry, and when they wouldn't wire him cash, or, because he was stupid and bought coke, or whatever. And are you very open about it now, or are you still a little hesitant? I'm starting to become more open about it now, just because it wasn't it wasn't fueled from desire. It was like, you need to eat. Survival. Yeah, exactly. It's the oldest job for women that's ever existed, basically. I'm not really ashamed of it. It's a bummer in my own eyes that I had to go through it. But at the same time, like, 
that's some people's only way of making a living. So I got lucky, I think. Did you ever, did you ever once develop a crush on one of your like clients or was it always just like you were really doing it because like, was there ever like a kind of normal person, like quote unquote normal person that you felt like you vibed with or was it always not like that? The Los Angeles HBO writer man, um, I did think he was an interesting human. I wasn't attracted to him. I thought the things he could provide were attractive, but not him. And even after, even after we had sex and then the sort of sex binge happened, um, the, sorry, I'm like trying to think chronologically of when this so basically there were two times we had booked an airbnb after the fact to try and like go again his thing was morning sex okay mm-hmm. he liked when i slept in the airbnb and he would come at like seven in the morning wow yeah and i have a lot of intimacy problems before that so sober sex is like hard sometimes right. and so he he was like, oh, I love, like, sobering, like, pure, attentive sex. Oh. And I'm just like, oh, but I hate you. Like, yeah. you, you yeah. suck. Like, you're paying for me to give you true feeling? Like, please. Oh. Like, this should just be sex. You know what I mean? I know. I like, hated it. To me, feelings should cost extra. Emotional labor. A lot to ask from somebody. The second time we had the Airbnb booked, I didn't know if I was clean. So I'm like, listen, as much as I could use this cash, I, uh... I I need to go to Planned Parenthood, basically. And then the third time we had booked an Airbnb, um, I had spent the entire night before at this bar where I was with all of my friends my own age and ran into even, like, an ex-guy. And we caught up, and I was like, damn, he's doing really well, whatever. And so I go to the Airbnb, and it's this one sort of hotel in, by... USC or whatever and in order to get into the room you need the lockbox key so I got the key from the lockbox outside went up went to the room we were assigned and there were people sleeping in there so it was the management's fault but I really think it like two times in a row like something blocked me from doing this and I think that was like honestly the universe being like you can't do this anymore and so I just I texted him at like three in the morning when I knew there were people and I'm like, you know what? I'm going home. I'm putting my phone on do not disturb and I'm not setting an alarm clock, whatever. Like I explained what happened. Like this is what's going to happen. And then um, after the fact in the morning, he was just like, we got an extension to like 2 p.m. because the man, it was the management's fault. Like, can you come? And I said, you know, thought about it. No, explained whatever. And then, um, I just want like you this whole like prostitution things like not really for me dude and uh as much as I want you to invest in my art and like pay for my film processing and all that shit you want to do like I want patronage without sex and he's like well I just saw this as like a mentorship and I'm like oh he was like if there's a way he's like if there was a way I could invest in my craft when I was your age in like a pleasurable way I could do that then I would have done it. I'm just like, okay, bitch, keyword pleasurable. It's not here. And also, like, I just told you I want patronage without sex. Like, believe it or not, that fucking exists. And 
he was let and then afterwards he's like you know if you want i can still process your film because he's like i really think your work is great and i it sucks that you don't want to do this but i understand because i explained the whole like sex binge thing and i'm like i don't want to keep doing this to like myself and potentially put other people in danger too like that sucks that was what kind of kept me enticed with him the whole art investing and building my portfolio on his dime there was incentive for you absolutely initially until it got too much for you to handle it sounds like emotionally it just it wasn't worth it definitely it sucks doing all those things or like being at that bar with a bunch of like cute guys my age and then having to go to some fucking hotel because i need to make money and not and like none of them are aware of this so then was that was that guy your last sugar man or Mm -hmm. okay so then after that you were like i'm just gonna have to figure out how to do this and make money in a different way that doesn't kind of like harm me or yeah i just i moved to a cheaper place because when i was at that point i was living in mount washington which was it's a really expensive neighborhood and it was stupid to live there (laughs) but um i i was and i was like i want i don't want to lose the house i don't want to do this and then i just realized like you just you can afford like you can live somewhere cheaper you don't have to keep doing this how long ago was that that was in march and has it impacted the way you see relationships now um it's impacted the way i see a lot of marriages where the wife doesn't work you know because i'm like oh like that's that's the exchange interesting i how old sorry to like kind of go back but how old was like the oldest and was anyone ever like really fat or really like ugly yeah um the man i would eat dinners with a lot in san francisco was maybe late 50s pretty overweight his wife had fucking cancer and but his entire family was in boston and he would always be in sf for um work got it would it be really hard for you to like i kind of you kind of already spoke on this but say you were like sleeping with one of these sugar mans and then you'd have to go to a guy like the compart like to compartmentalize these experiences Mm -hmm. and not sort of let that experience affect your day-to-day life was that really stressful in a way yeah i mean i i always saw it as just another job but when it would interfere my everyday life when like for example the the STD scare or whatever, I had to leave my job in the middle of a shift to go to Planned Parenthood because I was having an anxiety attack about how badly my pee was hurting. It was a UTI. Yeah, I thought it was like gone because maybe a couple of months prior, a lot of my friends got gonorrhea. And so I was like, fuck, did I pick up on that? But I was fine. Before I started to sugar, it was really hard for me to feel sexual attraction unless I was attracted to like all of them but Mm -hmm. then as I started to learn more about what I personally like even just like how to get myself off it started I started viewing other people more openly sex and like potentially sexually I guess um I don't know casual sex is honestly a lot easier for me if there's like something I glaringly hate about the person like oh you're so sexy but you don't know how to read like if if there's any element of like respect and physical attraction that's when I'm like dun 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 catching feelings and it's uh uh-huh well that's like 
that's the consequence of like feeling things like when you're a person who feels a lot, you know, yeah. and it's like, then your My brand is crazy, but it's, wait, so do you have um, friends that you made because they were fellow sugar girls or did you, or you never see other girls who are in it? It was a rarity to see other girls who are in it at the time, but um, it's come up in conversation sometimes with girls that I don't know that well. And once we find that bridge, it's a really kind of intense bond because not a lot of people get it. Did you ever receive, I don't know if you said this and I'm sorry if you did, but did you ever receive like gifts outside of money? Like yeah. people who just really wanted to shower you with things? Not shower me with things, but the HBO man gave me a Yashica T4, which he's yeah, it's a it's a film camera that is it's it values really fucking high, and he was like, I never touched this, like, and you would use it really well. You should take advantage of this. So he just gave it to me for free, and I never had sex with him after that too. That was before the STI scare. Anyhow, thank you for coming. Yeah. Thank you so thanks. much for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. I was really excited to be a podcast host, not host, podcast guest for the first time. Yeah. Um, okay, great. Well, thanks so much. Yeah, thank you, guys. All right, well, everyone, thanks for tuning in to episode three of Bitch, Please. We hope you liked it and our, and our guest, uh, our first time guest. And we look forward to seeing you for episode four. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Uh-huh.